This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. Once again, happy Good Friday, everyone. It's such a joy to bring the message today. Thank you, Pastor Tom and Candy, for the privilege. As we begin, I want to begin at the beginning. The Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. God created man. Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. In fact, the scripture wraps up in chapter 3, the uh, creation narrative. And Adam and Eve, the Bible says, fell by disobedience, by listening to the serpent. And the Bible tells us that God's word went forth. And God's word went forth to the serpent and said, and thou began mark the beginning of a prophecy of the Messiah that her seed shall bruise your head. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. So from Malachi to Jeremiah to Isaiah to the book of Psalms, the echo of the words of prophecy over 700 years went through time to prophesy about the Messiah that was to come. The book of Matthew then introduces us to the Messiah, Jesus Christ, that was born to the house of David. Jesus came down from the stairwell of heaven. The word that became flesh, born in Bethlehem, hid in Egypt, baptized in Jordan, brought up in Nazareth, tempted in the wilderness, performed miracles, healed the multitudes without medicine. He's the miracle walker, the promise keeper, the eye opener, the demon caster, and by his grace, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the son of man, yet he's the son of God. You know, but Judas, the Bible tells us, betrayed him with a kiss. He was captured to be crucified. Nevertheless, before he was taken prisoner, we heard that he had the last supper and proclaimed his pending death. He took communion and washed his disciples' feet. The Bible tells us that he was brought before Pontius Pilate. And he was, instead of him being released because he was a man that was innocent, he was switched with a prisoner called Barabbas. The Bible tells us that he was... A criminal was preferred in his place. What should have been a bad Friday for us became a good Friday because Jesus switched places. He took our place. This preamble leads us to the final moment that Jesus hung on the cross. And in his final moment, he had a divine encounter between two thieves. We're going to read from Luke's gospel chapter 23 from verse 39 to 44. It's a very important scripture I want us to take note of. Luke 23, 39. The Bible says this, that one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him and said, don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus then answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me 
in paradise. I, I want to pause there for a little bit. The Bible is filled with contrast. We see many contrasts in scriptures. Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, Moses and Pharaoh, David and Goliath, Peter and Judas. Today we're going to look at another contrast as we read the book of Luke chapter 23. When you look, read Luke chapter 23, you begin to see the story of two criminals. You know, I love the way the Apostle Luke rendered scriptures and painted scripture from a medicinal perspective. In fact, someone said humorously that when you look at the book of Luke, you look like Luke. You know, when the book of Luke began to give a rendition of this story, he began to tell us that there were two criminals. One is referred to in history as the repentant thief. The other was the unrepentant thief. One was on his right hand, the other was on his left. In spite of their contrast, both thieves were very similar. First of all, both men were convicted by the same legal system. Both were guilty of their crimes. Both were condemned to die the same death. And both were looking at the same Jesus. However, in verse 39, we begin to see that the unrepentant thief made fun of Jesus. In fact, the Bible tells us that he told Jesus, prove yourself. Prove your claim because the unrepentant thief doubted Jesus that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. Now this leads us strictly to our very first lesson we can learn from the thieves. Number one, advance beyond your past doubts and mistakes. Advance beyond your past and advance beyond your doubts. You know, when you look at scripture, Jesus was always confronted by people who doubted him. The Bible tells us that Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? John the Baptist himself sent his disciples to ask Christ whether he was the one that was come as the Messiah. Jesus himself had to engage his disciples to clear his, the doubts of him being the Messiah. Matthew chapter 16 verse 15 tells us this. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 16 verse 15, what about you, he asked, that was Jesus, who do you say? that I am. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Somebody say amen. You know, the thing about scripture is that Jesus has always tried to confront the doubters that doubted the fact that he was indeed the son of God. Our world today is filled with doubters. Our world today is filled with people that are hung up on their past. In fact, the world is filled with people that do not believe Jesus as the Messiah. The unrepentant thief not only showed that he doubted Jesus to be the Messiah, he seemed to have been hung on the past in two ways. I'm going to show you those two ways. Number one, he was more focused, we see in scripture, about Jesus' past than the moment of his encounter with Jesus. You know, the Bible says that the unrepentant thief said this, Jesus 
if you are the son of God, if you are the Messiah. You know, one thing the enemy uses in, to distract many in, in this world today, the enemy used in the same way he used it in the unrepentant thief. The enemy used his focus on the yesterday of Jesus to rob him of the blessing of his encounter with Jesus. Number two, we see that the thief wanted to come down from the cross. You know, he told Jesus, if you are the Messiah, save yourself and save us also. In other words, save us, bring us down from the cross. You know, I believe that whenever Jesus, whenever God comes into a situation, he doesn't come to take sides, he comes to take over. Jesus steps into a situation not just to change the situation but to change us in the situation. Now Pastor Tom says it this way, Jesus is more interested in your character than he is in your comfort. Whenever God comes into a situation, he tries to change our lives so that we can become better people walking in his faith. I don't know whether you're going through a tough season now. Maybe you are saying, Lord, in my tough season, I need your blessing. But God is saying, can you get the lesson? In that tough season, God is trying to make you tough because tough times never last, but tough people do. It is quite interesting also when you read the scriptures that when you see Mark's gospel that initially both thieves made fun of Christ. Now I'm going to show you in Mark chapter 15 in verse 32, both thieves made fun of Christ. Now the Bible says, let this Messiah, this King of Israel come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Now watch this. Those crucified with Christ, with him, also heaped insults on him. So the Bible makes us to understand that both thieves hurled insults at Christ. But the repentant thief we see in scripture moved beyond. Both started in opposition to Christ. But the one that was repentant moved beyond his past, moved beyond his doubt, and moved beyond to believe Jesus as the Messiah. The cross has always been a time or a, a symbol of new beginnings. In fact, the word repentance is taken from the Greek word, meaning metanoia. It means change your mind, change your thinking. So repentance in God actually refers to our ability to change our minds about what we believe about Christ. I make bold to point out in Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19, the Bible says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Child of God, God wants to do a new thing in your life. If you have never accepted Jesus in your heart, God wants to do a new thing in your heart. Just as he began to do a new thing in the heart of in the repentant thief. The Bible says, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? God wants to do a new thing in your life. Now from this story we begin to see and understand that the unrepentant thief requested to be brought down from the cross. He never admitted his guilt. In fact, he just wanted to escape the punishment that he deserved. And that is one of the first lessons that we see 
advance beyond your past and your doubt. A second lesson that we begin to see from the story is the story and the lesson that we see from the repentant thief. And it's this, and I wanted to note down this, admit your mistakes and repent. In Luke chapter 23, down to about verse 41, the Bible says, but the other criminal protested. Don't you even fear God when you are dying? Now watch this. The, the repentant criminal began to speak to the unrepentant thief that don't you fear God because you are dying at this very moment. And he went further to say this. We deserve to die for our evil deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. He has done nothing wrong. So the repentant thief understood something that by his nature, by his acts, he himself has done something wrong. Child of God, by reason of our human nature, we are all sinners by nature. In fact, Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says this. Romans chapter 3 verse 23, it says we all have sinned. You have sinned. I have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Praise God. All have sinned and fought short of the glory of God. But we, you and I, must admit that we are sinners. Proverbs 28 verse 13 says this. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. We have sinned, but God admonishes that we need to be able to confess, confess our sins and renounce them, then we can find mercy. John chapter 1, 1 John 1, 9, 9 says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So the repentant thief had a way out because the Bible gives him the assurance that if he confesses his sins, if he repents of his sins, God will forgive him. So, and that's what he did. The repentant thief admitted he was wrong and he called out to Jesus. And that leads us to our next and our final point. Attend to what matters most, Jesus and his promises. You know, child of God, after we have advanced beyond our past and our doubts, after we have admitted our sins, we need to attend to what matters the most, and that is Jesus and his promises. You know, in Luke chapter 23, in the story, in verse 42, the repentant thief said this. Then he said, Jesus, remember me. Can somebody right now say, Lord, Say, remember me. One more time, say, Lord, remember me. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, as I began to read the scripture, I began to understand something. That in a lot of times, the word of God has to be revealed before it can be understood. Remember, the repentant thief did not say, if... He said, when you come to your kingdom. You know, Jesus always creates situations for revelation. In fact, a Christocentric encounter always is a preamble for divine insight. On the cross, Jesus created a situation for revelation. And the unrepentant thief was on Calvary 
but Calvary was not in him. You know, you can be next to Jesus like the unrepentant thief. You can be next to the things of God and still not have Jesus in you. The unrepentant thief was on Calvary, but Calvary was not in him. You can be coming to church every Sunday and still not know Jesus. And I'm speaking to you right now, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, today is a good day to surrender your heart to Jesus. Jesus was on his way to rescue all humanity by dying for our sins. But his mission was not finished until he rescued one man. The man did not deserve it, but God reserved it. Jesus must have thought to himself, I have to get to that one thief. Because that man needs an encounter with Jesus. I've got to get to Calvary to die for the sins of humanity. But I have one appointment with a thief. I have one appointed appointment with one man, an opportunity of a lifetime. So in the middle of that pain, in the middle of the agony, why the laws of gravity began to pull on the bodily organs of Jesus Christ. Why the nails were itched into his palms. Why his bones was out of joint. Why his mouth was dry. Jesus, the Bible says, was bleeding. In his hands, he was bleeding. On his feet, he was bleeding. And if you don't mind, you could note in the scripture that the thieves were bleeding too. Because they were all crucified on Calvary. So it was not a casual conversation. It was a crucial one. The thief told Jesus, remember me when you get into your kingdom. The thief understood that if only he could be with Jesus, everything is going to be okay. If only he could spend his life after his life with Jesus, everything is going to be okay one of the greatest prayer you can pray in a season of pain is not lord bless me but lord help me to be with you let your will be done one of the greatest prayer we can pray in a season of pain is not lord help me to go back to my old life but lord let your will be done it's like the psalmist said though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me somebody say amen the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 10 for it was with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved that's what that repentant thief did two thieves both hung on the cross. One decided that after this, the next hanging I'm going to do is to hang out with Jesus. If this ministry is making an impact in your life, why not help us make an impact on the lives of others by partnering with us today? You can give through our CLC app or at clcftl.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe for more inspiring messages like this. Now go and be messengers of hope.